In the distant future, Earth ran into a problem. TV shows just were really expensive and like needing to secure copyrights meant a lot and actors just wanted more money and you know it was just really complicated so a bunch of tech guys and some business people were like hey what if we just made planets made people who thought these stories were real then let that play out and it worked for like 20 seasons and then hackers broke the worlds, showed all these people who were living lives that ranged from cavemen stories to civil war biopics to a lot of medical shows and dramas to even future tech and dragons and all that stuff. They found their worlds were fake and they started to intermingle. And now as the universe has sort of expanded in this cluster of TV worlds, we have the cinematic universal. So we zoom in on a ship that is currently traveling through space. And as we zoom in on this ship, it is sleek. It's not the best, but it's serviceable. And inside, in the first of the rooms, we find... And let's just go uh, in... Let's start with James. Let's start with James. So where do we find James Mason? Uh, you can find... <laughs> <laughs> I get that reference. Yep. Was... <laughs> Tahoni wins the prize. Um, uh, so you can find James uh, Mason in his uh, sort of habitat that the agency uh, like helped make for him. And it's a cross between like your stereotypical man cave but also has like a lot of nice furnishings that you'd find in a McMansion because my character, James Mason was originally in a network family drama where he like had cancer and AIDS and all this other stuff. And he died really on early in the season, but he'd be like revived temporarily for future episodes for flashbacks and whatnot. And during one of the revivals, uh, the hackers like broke into a system. So technically he can't die of those diseases. So now he cruises the, the galaxy with his bitchin' Camaro and his new hot alien space babe girlfriend because he ditched his wife. That was whatever. I mean, she did get remarried like a season or two later after a big drama, but you just kept getting brought back to life. Yeah, exactly. And you are... Uh, how would the word or what are the what are the descriptive terms for your character? Uh, he is described as harmless, polite and tranquil because, yeah, sure, he's living it up now, but he's still a dad at heart. Like if he sees someone smoking, 
and they're underage, he will have a talk to them about. Yeah. That. And it'll be like a very serious talk, even though tactically he smokes himself because that's just that little bit of edge that network dramas need. But underage smoking is a no, no. Mm-hmm. Oh, and because I didn't mention it, we are playing Uncharted Worlds, which is a powered by the apocalypse system. And so we move from the sort of man cavey space over to check in on another one of our characters. Uh, where is Sam right now? Oh, Sabretooth Sam? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sabretooth Sam is inside his own little cabin. It's described on my sheet as a uh, stately mansion but i i are a stately room but i imagine it's like the 60s to 70s equivalent of that because the thing is is saber to sam in this corporate uh media uh world uh they first look to licensed properties that they had a lot to draw from uh and of course that includes a uh a much beloved uh cartoon mystery animal uh that would go around uh with his band and uh, you know, arrest white-collar criminals that were dressed up as monsters. Uh, in this case, Sabretooth Sam, a reanimated uh, Sabretooth Tiger with the voice of Paul Lynn. Yeah, what does that voice sound like? <laughs> it sounds like this. <laughs> and... Where are the pecan sandies? <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you want me to say that? I can. Go nuts. Okay. Where are the pecan sandies? <laughs> Hurry up and bring your jukebox money. <laughs> Rock lobster. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's, they're surprisingly close. Um, uh, I am pompous, cheerful, and haughty because uh, I'm a cartoon cat, which means that uh, I have to play this as broad as possible. Mm -hmm. And the horrifying thing is that, like, the same choices that led them to no longer use actors in shows means that they also actively made a genetic version of Sabretooth Sam. Yeah, it's it's great. We we love to think about the Abomination, who uh -huh. is technically it's just, an it's alien. Just a, it's a big yellow cat uh, <laughs> with big fangs and a long tail and uh wearing like the chippendale cuffs and the and like a tie fan <laughs> artists top, top. start your engines <laughs> because the cover art did not successfully get saved sam oh, art creator let me down here you just you just forgot the tie yeah, that's all that's missing. Send me that photo. I'll cartoon it and make it a tie. That's the only thing that's missing from this Candle Cove character. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's the only thing that would make it make sense. Well, and speaking of uh, sort of weird, horror-y characters, we cut next to a room where we find Becky. Ah, uh, yes. Becky. <laughs> I am... My room is... Full of ancient tomes and baubles and mysterious stains on the ground. Maybe that's blood. I don't know. Where did that come from? Uh, there's lots of runes and stuff. And I'm praying to the nameless ones. What's your name? My name? No, uh, no I mean, no, what's the, 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 the name that you... The nameless ones. Yeah. Name three of them. I'll count. One. <laughs> If they you're a real fan of the nameless ones, you should be able to name at least three. <laughs> <laughs> they are unseeable and unknowable, but they are within me. Okay. 
<laughs> yeah. An ordinary human. Yep, everyone's human here. Mm -hmm. Very. I normal. had three men in me last night, but we don't talk about that. Ooh wee, yeah. <laughs> Zoo wee, mama. <laughs> it's the noise Gene makes. Oh, uh, I love Poland. I love. I love this game. I love. I love you. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so Becky is sort of your child's horror paranormal show henchman type character. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Henchman to the big, unknowable, unseeable, uh, forest chaos being boss. You know. The, yeah, the one that does not actually exist. Or do yeah. they? Or do they? Yeah, if you were a character in a Joss Whedon show, they would uh, he would impress upon you some nerd thing and how we should feel sympathetic. <laughs> also, you're probably a lesbian. Oops, you're dead. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Joss Whedon is awful. Uh, all right. <laughs> yeah. Becky is a fanatic shaper occult. You know, ordinary human. Those are your classes, not your tags. Oh, oh, my tags. Peculiar, muttering, wild-eyed. <laughs> <laughs> These are just so much information. And then we cut to the last room where we find Paulette Hardcastle. What's this room she's in? It looks like one of those uh, New York loft apartments that a lawyer or a businessman in the 80s can definitely afford. There's lots of strict colored furniture. There's definitely like one of those couches that's like a Shea lounge, but it's all white leather mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, and it's too big. Uh, there's several glass pieces of furniture that reflect the like skyline that's being projected on the window. Just very uh, geometric shapes. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's it's like the uh, the neighbor's house in Christmas Vacation. <laughs> what? I don't watch your TV shows. I'm too busy making deals and sealing them. Uh, <laughs> I'm on three phones at once. <laughs> yeah, so it cuts across. It's like the like trail of like shoes, like work clothes, and like a, a thing of stockings over a thing, and like a suit jacket laid over uh, a thing, and then it cuts to uh, somebody walking, like pacing by, smoking. Um, and she does have two phones. She's on one and on another with a cigarette in her hand and her shoulder pads. It's like, she's in another suit. She didn't change into pajamas. Uh, and there's nothing risque going on at all. Uh, and she is just, she is fast talking and fast dealing. And she has hair that goes all the way out, almost as big as her shoulder pads. She has stiletto heels for some reason, because that makes sense. Uh, and... Perfect for walking across the marble floor <laughs> yeah it's it's definitely clicking and clacking but the audio is gonna be cut it, it only matters when you see the shoes and it's like mm -hmm. i'm a powerful business uh, her <laughs> name is paulette hardcastle and she's a hard ass that's the way she likes it and there's only one man in her life and that's her rescue dog taffy who's tough but sweet <laughs> and he is uh genetically let's say a good boy unclear he's a good boy but he big He's got one of those mouths that makes you go, ah, and then, oh, ah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and he is uh, lounging on uh, his own personal, smaller, white leather Shea Lounge. <laughs> Dog Shea? Yeah, and he also has, like, a chew phone that's a phone, a chew toy that's a phone. Yeah. <laughs> and, that, and she is just, she, go, she, like, pours herself a drink, like, drinks it down and slams it. Says, look I'm going to finish this deal, whether you like it or not, Mom. She hangs up the phone. Um, and her descriptors, I believe, are manicured 
sly and harried. That they are. And you are currently all on your ship. Who is more of the pilot of the ship? Oh, uh, (laughs) maybe me, because I definitely have experience driving other vehicles. (laughs) <laughs> Some of them uh, are were formerly teenagers that turned into vehicles. <laughs> oh, Some of them are vehicles that are just sentient because why not? Yeah, sometimes it's just like that. Sometimes it's uh, my own vehicle, the Enigma engine. Uh, Enigma. <laughs> Is it just a van? It's a colorful, Love groovy you. hot rod for cool teams. <laughs> All right. Well, you are currently piloting the ship what is the ship called oh okay uh i'm gonna say uh which what's the what uh, what's uh the what did the tv guy channel turn into freeform silence uh, no one watches tv <laughs> <laughs> we're all just streaming when you're in the now. hospital yeah <laughs> Okay. Uh, Fine then. Say, let's say yes. Yes and. Yes and. It's na- <laughs> this is the free form. <laughs> oh, it is now pop. Okay. Free form pop. Okay. Free form pop. It's free form pop. Yeah. Yeah. Our ship yep. is called the Freeform Pop. It's very, it's... It's quibby. <laughs> That's going to be a dating nope. reference when this comes out. <laughs> when this uh, comes out in two weeks. Uh, um, yeah, free form pop is great. Yeah, we're going. We're gonna be the freeform pop. It, it's it's the off-brand cowboy bebop. Oh, uh, do we have a light cycle and it's the freeform popsicle? Mm-hmm. It's our dropship. We do now. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Tron light cycle. There, there is at least a lot of L- uh, colorful LEDs. <laughs> yeah, we stole it from like a Tron kind of show, a sci-fi Tron yeah. show. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I oh I want to say that we stole it from the future version of Eurovision. Oh, future! They vision. were doing the Tron theme song yeah. from the Tron show that they rebooted a year before that Eurovision. Yes, <laughs> this is a very good game. In the uh, future, Eurovision is U slash R slash V I Z I N, but all of that is in caps. Uh-huh. God, to make it cool and hip. And you can be, you can claim any country, but you have to live as that culture for a year before you do it. Mm-hmm. Oh God, that's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> they don't check, so you can be as broad as possible. Uh-huh. I ate a lot of bratwurst. We are German now. Hey, I'm an Italian. Eat a lot of mosca. I throw the ship <laughs> in the space. I don't pay the taxes. <laughs> <laughs> just. I was gonna say we're just getting a lot of Czechoslovakian vampire tech now, but <laughs> my God, you know what we do in the shadows is still running. <laughs> It'll never die, you know, like a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> They're actual vampires. There are several worlds that have vampires on them, which is horrifying. But uh, you tell are that currently... to my ex-wife, <laughs> <laughs> who is an actual vampire. <laughs> You, uh, you can't see, but I'm I'm doing a very uh, hot cha cha sort of face. <laughs> right. Oh, of course, of course, of course. Uh, Are you also nudging the guy next to you who's of, not in the of scene? Of course, yeah. <laughs> well, you are currently on your way to Earth. Not that Earth, but like there's over five thousand planets that are called Earth. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately. Do we do we have a do we have a convenient categorization system or no? 
There's numbers. Uh, it's more of when they got added into the system, they got numbered. Okay. So this is Earth uh, 4872, mm. which is a number that I just made up off the top of my head. Well done. Well done. It That's was DMing. on sort of the outer edges of the universe here. And uh, do one of you want to learn about this Earth? I want to learn about Earth. I mean, aren't we all going to learn about this Earth? I will learn. I need to know what deals I have to make to make this project go smoothly. All right. And I have acumen. Mm -hmm. So you get to ask one of the questions here. So my questions are, what is profitably exploitable? What is in high demand? And who is the biggest economic player? Uh, so as we're going, I'm going to say, you know, kids, supply and demand is at the heart of all relationship. Now that we're going to this new earth. I'm going to do a little research in my own special way. And I turn around and I, there's a zip noise and mm. I come back and I'm holding like manila envelope dossiers. Like, perfect. <laughs> uh, yes. And I'd say that's using your uh, computer kit to do this. Uh, roll expertise, but I'll give you an extra plus one. So you're going to be rolling plus two on this for a assessment. I got a five and a six. Ah, uh, yeah. So <laughs> you are definitely hitting a high point here uh, you're going to earn a data point about this earth uh, data points are points that you're able to use for other plus ones if it's something related to what you have learned about so earth 4872 was formerly a dystopian future show or what we would consider a contemporary dystopian show where all the governments failed and a bunch of disasters happened and so it was about survivors trying to make their way in a brutal world. But then when sort of the controls on the planet got broken, the people who were really inciting a bunch of the societal breakdowns and inequality, uh, they disappeared. So no room service then. <laughs> uh, actually, this is sort of a dystopian chic now. Okay. Like, all of their materials are brown and dusty and sepia-toned, but they're cleaning it up. Like, you can oh. see they've got fields of brown crops that are growing in as, like, they're trying to farm this arid wasteland so it is actually less arid. And it's been about a year or two since the break, and so that's actually happening. And, like, you see actual roads are getting paved again, and... Uh, the main place that you are landing in is called Hope's Landing. Of course it is. Hope was the name of one of my daughters. <laughs> God, how many daughters do you have? Keep it together, man. Keep it inside. And, uh, so what was your acumen question that you were asking again? Uh, what is in demand here? Uh, yes. So what is in demand here is a lot of off-world vegetation. So sort of the things that you need to have a good genetically diverse system of uh, foliage, a good biosphere. They require more life. Fantastic. Was it a situation where like the dystopia, like suddenly the balance shifted and everyone did the, um, what's that Mars movie with uh, Matt Damon? They had to grow seeds from all the food that they've eaten. Yeah. Poop and potatoes. Yeah. Yeah, yep. That that famous uh, Matt Damon movie everybody knows. Poop and potatoes. Potatoes in space. Space potatoes. He really went back to his roots <laughs> in that movie. Uh, <laughs> so, honey, you were on fire today. <laughs> I, 
I have a good muse. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so here they're trying to biodiversify, and one of the things is, so far, a lot of people aren't bringing plants, because it's something where it's like, most of the time, they aren't thinking about this, because you either come from a world where... Oh, you do not have active issues with a lack of biodiversity. Or if you do, you're not going to be bringing your plants. You want other people to bring plants to you. And so that is what is high in demand here. I have a bunch of those waxy office plants in my... <laughs> and a couple of cactuses. Mm -hmm. I got them as uh, housewarming gifts. Shipwarming gifts. Yeah. Well, I have some plants, but those are mine. <laughs> Does Sabretooth Sam do weed? <laughs> Is there a weed on that ship? Listen, he's a real groovy cat that loves to jam. <laughs> Where on the ship is he doing his weed? Growing it. Yeah, he might have a couple of hot lamps in his room behind the egg chairs and the lava lamps. Oh, sometimes when you exit a room, it goes and smoke comes out. And you're like, that's the ship, I swear it. <laughs> Europeans, you know how dramatic they are. <laughs> And sometimes you're like, that's not the ship. And you wink at the camera. <laughs> Just wink, wink, wonk, wonk, twirling tail and paw. <laughs> Laugh track. Yep, yep. And like another crewman comes out with like red eyes and be like, I could really go for a pie. Oh my god. And uh, yeah, so you have landed on here. You're supposed to investigate some mysterious attacks that have been happening is mostly in hopes landing uh, yeah so your ship has landed nobody is really paying too much attention to you people here are busy uh the one exception is a guy who's a local around here you can tell by the vastly weathered face that he has and he comes up and he's like well how are y'all doing doing just pretty great I figure since I'm the heart of the group, I would probably be the first one to uh, say, uh, yes, we're doing fine. Hello there. Um, well, so uh, we're here to, uh, I guess, help you with what you need. I'm, I'm Jade, and I reach out my hand. Oh, well, they call me Scorpion around these parts. And he just looks off for a second into the distance. Scorpion was uh, the name of just like a local gang kid in my show. And we had to teach him a lesson. <laughs> he was selling weed, but I helped him on the right and narrow. Oh no, do you know about Sam's weed? <laughs> no, sometimes he partakes. It's medicinal for his cancer aids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he has he has super glaucoma. Super glaucoma. Yeah, he, he has super glaucoma. He was recovering, and then he got super glaucoma, and that's what really did him. It's always something else that finally did him in. Mm -hmm. <laughs> His bad heart didn't take it too well, so now he does weed. <laughs> yeah, it's medicinal. <laughs> I have a medical card. <laughs> So I assume all of you uh, came out here because the council sent you? Uh, yeah, they sent us, saying that um, you're in need with your crops, I believe. Well, I mean, that's, that's, we've been getting attacked here in Hope's Landing. Oh, I brought you a housewarming. I look around, like, there's bombed out buildings that have, like, <laughs> kind of been built up. Uh, house building give. Phew, it's exotic. And I hand him just the tiniest cactus. 
Do, does it have a big elaborate bow on it that's bigger than the cactus itself? Oh, yeah. No, it's it's in that plastic wrap. Like, there's so much plastic wrap and a big bow, and he undoes it, and it's just this tiny little cactus, and then, like, a little baggie of Coke. Don't do drugs, kids. <laughs> drugs are bad. <laughs> I did a PSA in the 80s. <laughs> The three thousand eighties. Yeah, the three thousand eighties. It came back. It fucking rolls over. I appreciate the gift that you have uh, given me. Uh, will you want to be staying here on the planet? We now have a three-star hotel. Oh, uh, as long as we get the penthouse suite, I'm great. I'll see what we can do. Three stars will blow me down. Good thing, sweetie. I know. Moving up in the world, aren't we? If you're lucky, he might just, and I wink it. <laughs> just <laughs> wink back. <laughs> oh, you. <laughs> oh, us. Stop it. <laughs> Never. We are receiving a gift from our host. <laughs> Ah, uh, thank you for reminding me about how unquieting you can be. I think he didn't notice you at first because the more normal people showed up. I was up. simply shambling in the background. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm sure you look pretty, uh, pretty in place in a post-apocalyptic world. Yeah, there are other hunched figures that look exactly like you on this planet. Well, except that uh, you're very pale, Becky. Uh, so roll me a plus physique. Ah, uh, oh boy. <laughs> so I got a three and a one. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. He sees you and he just starts backing away. I think part of it is you haven't been to a world this hot and sepia toned. And so like your flesh seems excessively off. Like you're normally a very pale red haired person. And here it's just like you can see that underneath that skin, the flesh does not act like flesh should. And so he is worried. Oh no, are you played by Felicia Day? Are you from a Joss Whedon show? <laughs> yes, he's a stab. You have to answer me. You have to answer me or it's entrapment. You have to tell us if you're from a Joss Whedon show. <laughs> I'm, like from, I'm like from the fucking thing or something. <laughs> You're from a Josh Whedon Stanley Kubrick crossover. Ugh. I'm a nightmare. I yep. mean, it's it's more Gravity Falls, like that level of horror where you can do like weird things, but you play them off right. Exactly. It's, exactly. it's not as disturbing. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You can have someone's skin get peeled off in a fun way. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Just don't think about it. Like a banana peel. As long as it's like nice and cartoony and there's no blood. It's it's fine. Don't worry. I'm normal human. Uh, but yeah, so he he looks at you and he's like, uh, is everything all right with your companion there? She's just like that. <laughs> Perfectly ordinary. Now, what's the trouble you've been having? Well, we're, we're here trying to re-establish a society. We're trying to get our hotel up to a two-star hotel. No, darling, you want to go in the opposite direction. Oh, no, no, it's three stars because you can only see three stars through most of the roofs. <laughs> I would like a room with a roof, please. Or at least a sexy bellhop. Well, it's a, it's a one-story hotel. We're, we're doing our best here, ma'am. But, uh, something's been causing our people to go and do weird things. Uh, I mean, we're used to desert madness out here. Because it's so dry and sepia-toned. 
at the at the mention of strange things, a shiver runs down his spine and very visibly through his tail, and he bolts <laughs> up. What sort of strange things? Well, people have been doing crimes all of a sudden, and then they don't remember why they did it. This could be part of the cartel. They could be setting up foothold here, oh. just like they were where I'm from, the cartel. I just stare off. Or it could be a rich person using hypnotism in order to smuggle diamonds. It could be a cartel of hypnotists. Or it could be a cartel of some kids that just need a, a strong father figure in their life, and I can adopt them. And then, like, my hot alien, like, green alien girlfriend babe comes off the ship, like, just staggers out. <laughs> How about some space loving? And like uh, my hot alien babe girlfriend uh, comes up to me and I give her a little kiss. I'm like, not now, Maria. We, we, the, we're we doing some council business. I understand. <laughs> I'll be waiting for you back on the ship in my skimpiest space lingerie. And because two women can't be on screen without animosity in the 80s, oh, they're just daggers. <laughs> If you're also looking to have some business, I'll meet you in my skimpiest business lingerie. If I wanted business with you, I'd deal with your lawyer, the devil. Hey, now. You're just saying that because he is actually the devil. I never mince words. Demon hey alien now, girlfriend. Listen, strong women shouldn't be putting each other down. Just think of what would Ruth Bader Ginsburg do. Ignore the problems of the people who she works with on a regular basis to maintain a idea of decency. Exactly. While allowing horrible injustices to continue. Exactly. The American way. And I look off in the distance again. <laughs> All right, and I give her, a, and I give her a little kiss goodbye, and it's like, go take a rest. Well, I'll, I'll let you know if we need you. How very Flash Gordon of you. <laughs> <laughs> How cold like is her bra? <laughs> Hey, you know Lara Croft from the PlayStation 1? <laughs> kind of like that. Mm -hmm. Okay. How polygonal are her breasts? <laughs> Just full Madonna. <laughs> the five of them. It's like, please let us play this game. It's like a spike pit. <laughs> oh, oh, uh, spike pit of boobies. <laughs> spike pit. Yeah! But yes, your weird 70s era Star Trek revivalist green-skinned girlfriend has returned to the ship. Goodbye, perfectly ordinary human girlfriend. <laughs> she is just such a smart, independent woman. She's a doctor. <laughs> if she's a doctor, then I'm a lawyer. shouldn't judge people by appearances. That woman <laughs> in her lingerie is a doctor. <laughs> a sex doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, she has her doctorate, but you can't. If the P stands for penis. We're very Joss Whedon right now. <laughs> it's a penis handling degree. Oh, I hate myself for that. <laughs> we go to the hotel. We're there now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, brown, brown, and more brown. At least your decorator's consistent. Oh, I'm wearing a crisp white shoulder pad suit. <laughs> oh, it has already got like a layer of dust on it. Oh, but it doesn't. 
Uh, the dust is being absorbed <laughs> because it is shielded and it is very impressive. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so it's a really just this one floor uh, building complex. You go in and they have an area that's a mix of a bar and like a restaurant where they'll serve breakfast in the mornings but you have to be up by like 9 a.m otherwise they aren't going to have anything there and Sabretooth sam you notice a uh, mm -hmm. an individual who's sitting at the table who you recognize oh uh it's your old pal armadillon oh armadillon oh, yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. who is a big anthropomorphic armadillo man obviously of course Mm -hmm. Uh, we had many, like, Hanna-Barbera all-star specials together. Uh, I think that's where I know him from. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, tr I'm trying to, uh, I, he's voiced by Don Knotts. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there was a, a Harlem Globetrotter special? Yeah, there was. Har the Harlem Globetrotters hung out with me all the time. <laughs> <laughs> now they actually travel multiple globes. Yes. <laughs> As the most dangerous bounty hunters in the world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They the Harlem Globetrotters have not split off into separate teams. They've mm -hmm. just, you know, unified even more firmly in their friendship. Yeah. It's a large mercenary group. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and they're joined by Globetrotters from other worlds, because there's like your standard Globetrotters, because they'd show up on like sitcoms and TV shows, but there's also the animated ones with powers. Uh -huh. And then there's the entire Globetrotter world. Yes. Yeah. There's Whereas... just a whole basketball themed world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's like it's, the Blue Lanterns. It, yeah, it's it's split into two factions. But you're either a Harlem Globetrotter or that team that plays against the Harlem Globetrotters and constantly loses. Uh the Washington uh, Generals. They did not constantly lose. <laughs> I am going to have to post my cager emoji into chat. Yeah. Uh, oh no. Okay, they consistently lose. There is times where they won. The Washington Generals do not deserve yes. this disrespect. I have two Kager emojis <laughs> oh, that have now entered many. into Discord. That's too many. Two of uh, them. Luke's gonna give a TED Talk later, so prepare for that. Uh, but yes. So, God, now I need to know how Don Knotts talks. I was just going to use an Armadillo-mon voice, because I've oh. been watching Digimon Adventure 2. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It's fine. You have uh, yes anded me. Why into... are there so many ostriches? <laughs> oh no! Yeah, the brochure said there'd only be a few ostriches. <laughs> this is too many ostriches. It's... I talk like this when I'm orgasming. <laughs> Let's bring no. it away from sex. Yeah, a little bit away. We can't fall back into the fucking spike pit of boobies. <laughs> <laughs> I took a vow of chastity. <laughs> I'm waiting till after marriage. <laughs> I believe the one true God. <laughs> yeah, he, he he entered the church. It's Father Armadillo Don now. <laughs> and he's just wearing a father's collar. Yes. That's the only difference. He traded in the Chippendales cuffs and the and the tie and maybe a hat for the father's collar and a Bible. He still has like one of those big black cardinals hats just because it's like a desert out here, and you yeah. need to cover yourself. I, I, fair, yeah. He's got the preacher hat on that you see in all uh, all the westerns and stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. hello, brother. How are you doing, Sabretooth Sam? Well, I've been better. I say as I like dust myself off. 
<laughs> well, my child, what brings you to this world? Sol- solving mysteries, traveling the world, you know, the usual. Ah, well, I'm glad that the Lord has brought us together. This is the worst audio <laughs> thing. This is amazing and like caramel magic to my ears. <laughs> mm. I, and you can tell like Sam's just like, mm, I don't know about this newfangled god thing. <laughs> I, and he's just like, mm, I guess. Well, if I can help you at all while you're visiting our hopes landing, I'd be more than happy, brother. Well, have you heard anything about the strange things going on in town? Oh, yes. All the people committing crime? I definitely have. Well, I imagine you have to do something in that little booth of yours. (laughs) It's called a confessional. But the last thing that happened was Digger Dan... Decided to try and blow up the defense wall. Defending from what? The abominations living out in the desert. Well, what was Digger Dan like before? He dug. That checks out. I should have seen that one coming. (laughs) (laughs) And then I like put my hand uh, 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 under my chin and decide there's probably like a laugh track somewhere in the distance. Um... Uh, I, I was like, and what was he like after? Oh, he doesn't remember a thing. I slam my hand in the counter. I'm like, God damn it, man. I need to know. Does he still take? Well, he's been put in the pokey. I shake my fist. Corrupted cops. <laughs> Actually, ma'am, we're doing that for his own health right now. He doesn't quite remember what he was doing when he blew up part of the wall. Well, were there any other symptoms? Lightheadedness, dizziness, dry mouth. I say looking at the dust. (laughs) (laughs) A bit of strange dehydration. Well, I imagine it's really easy to get thirsty out here with all of you and your leather and your (laughs) lack of leather. (laughs) Reel it in. We have to focus on the case. Right, right. Time for that later. (laughs) Where is he now? We should talk to him. Yeah, he's in the prison. Y'all should probably get accommodated to your rooms, and then I can take you over to the pokey. (laughs) Uh, then I think I'm gonna get accommodated to my room. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. And who is going to bunk with another person, or are y'all trying to get your own rooms? I bunk, think me and bunk, bunk, bunk. <laughs> me and Saber Two Sam could definitely, of course, absolutely jazz it up. We both have martinis. No one asks where they come from. Yeah, it's it's it's. We brought our own. <laughs> yeah, between us, we have martinis. <laughs> I brought the olives, and I brought everything else because I'm prepared. <laughs> That's what those shoulder pads are. You press one of them, and it just lifts up. <laughs> it's just. <laughs> There's a flask in my hair. It, it lifts up like a DeLorean uh, <laughs> door. <laughs> it's. I'm just imagining like the uh, Frieza's henchmen, like uh, shoulder pads. Just like that's the lid that opens up. No, it's like the stemless martini glasses that are just triangle shaped. They're just. It's like a, a stack of them on my shoulders. <laughs> Very modern. You gotta get that lift somehow. (laughs) Exactly. Regular cushioning doesn't work. There's boning in these shoulders. (laughs) Wink, 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 wink. wink, wink. 
the aura for, for the shoulder pads is predatory. <laughs> <laughs> they are aggressive. <laughs> I will be taking the other room. Sure. Human James Mason, you are welcome <laughs> to join me. <laughs> I, sh- I shamble away into a room. They're screaming. I do not turn around as I do this. Uh, I th- I think I'll call over my alien space babe girlfriend to uh, share a room with me. You know, treat it to a nice hotel. You know, a nice hotel room. Is it's been a while since we've been on a proper vacation. Oh, you know what I love to do on vacation? Is it work? Catch up on my reading. You know what? Me too. And he pulls a book of inspirational poetry out of his back pocket. Is it which chicken soup is it? For the soul. Like, okay. Yeah, for for the uh what, for the, for the tender da- sick dad soul. Yes. For the baseball coach soul. Yeah. Yeah. It's a different one every time. Exactly. It's like the one you most need is the one you retrieve. Yes, we're at that level of yeah. It's that level of plot convenience. And they're all well worn, well loved. Because yeah. there's a lot of books in Dog that back eared. pocket. <laughs> all right. You know, I got my uh, own book, and also your own room. Just a bunch of bones. <laughs> well, and I think in that case, since James is saying with his girlfriend, uh, then Becky, you are having your own room. <laughs> <laughs> Becky is alone again. <laughs> Perfect time to um, get out of my skin suit. <laughs> I think it's Becky's room is like the only nice nice room yeah like it is the suite that for some reason they haven't been able to fill it with water yet but there's like a pool for an in-ground hot tub in there and mm-hmm. that's where Becky sleeps not in the very comfortable bed it's a real Bender's closet situation and yeah so you all have like an hour or so to get settled in and your good friend Scorpion Make sure that you all stay hydrated, and then he uh, brings you over to the pokey. All right, well, this is the pokey here, and uh, it's not much, but we generally don't have people who are looking to stir up trouble. Yeah, don't get too excited, Sam. I think it's just a name. Oh, shame. (laughs) I nod. (laughs) (laughs) This building... It's not very sharp. Well, maybe if I'll get lucky, I'll find some nice criminals. He uh, then kind of like looks over and and he's strangely observant despite all the, uh, the, you know. Cartoon drama. Back and forth. Uh, You need to be observant for observational humor. Okay, (laughs) of course. And the butts. Mm-hmm. What 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 can I tell about this pokey? What is this pokey like, I guess? Okay, so it's your standard Old West uh, Sheriff's Office. So you've got your, like, desk in the front, and then there's, like, three cells with your classic metal bars, and all three cells are currently occupied. Mm-hmm. But it's actually kind of nice in here. Like, the beds are nice beds. It's not just a bench. They have, like, nice linens on them somehow and the toilet has a wall in front of it so people can't see you as you're taking a poop mm-hmm. or a whiz and yeah i mean it's it's all together yeah. kind of nice it's yeah. actually cool in here three doors and prizes behind them i guess i'm i feel like i'm on let's make a deal uh okay so do we know which one is dan the digger 
Uh, Digger Dan. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, so there are three people in here. There is a, a woman who looks like she's from this world who has like a shawl on and looks to be in her 80s. There's a guy in here who looks to be kind of an off-worlder. Uh, mainly because he does not look as rugged, and then there's a, another guy in here with, like, a flannel construction-y shirt on, and jeans, and a, uh, yellow hard hat. Uh, I'm gonna guess that's the one. But, are these other people here for crimes? Focus on the man. They also had, uh, similar episodes. Or just recreation. Just rectitude try to blow up the water tower. And that other guy, we don't know him too well. I think his name was Simon. He tried to blow up the road coming into town. Well, that's not good. Uh. I mean, do you guys keep explosives nearby? Like, for construction and stuff? Well, I mean, blow up is sort of a generic term for destroy. Mm. Except in Digger Dan's case, where he did actively try and explode the wall and succeeded. Mm. That's a part I didn't know. Well, look forward to that in the future. We'll need him to reveal his secrets. <laughs> where are your where are your files? Oh, go ahead. Your other files for the other criminals on this case. We don't really have a file system right now. We also don't really have a sheriff right now. What happened to your sheriff? It's oh. a good old boy system. <gasps> There's no good old boys except my good boy. And I scratch my dog's ears. He's been here the whole time, but he's only on camera right now. <laughs> I that's I think that's like the one ruffle between you and Sam <laughs> is that there's a dog. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and he like he does that like he like sniffs you too like he wants to be your friend, but you're like, nah, yeah. too yeah. too handsy. Yeah. Like, mm. He doesn't have any hands at all. What are you talking about? Yeah. It's a whole thing. Yeah. Oh, well, the old Sheriff T-Bone, well, he died when he exploded the store. Dog's ears perk up. I'm like, not that T-Bone. Stay focused. How long has this been going on? Well, it started about a month ago when we put out the, and we put out the call after the second one of these incidents when we actually had a person who uh, came out of it all right, didn't get destroyed or anything. And who was that? Oh, uh, well, they aren't around here anymore. Where are they now? Uh, they they didn't like the experience and got off the planet. I think they went off to some other Earth with robots and stuff. Sense, I suppose. Oh yeah, that world out west. I've heard of it. Wink, 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 wink. Yeah, we were. Wink, 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 wink. Uh, so uh, I I think Sam is going to. Uh, lean up against like the nearest available surface where it's it's good to lean and be like, well, there, uh, Digger Dan, tell me your life story. Uh, we don't have time for this. Tell us the most relevant facts. And also, is he hot? I can't. He like is he like ruggedly hot? Aesthetically, you might like his clothing, but he's essentially a humanoid Bob the Builder. <laughs> <laughs> Is Scorpion hot? <laughs> Who on this planet's hot? Ah, uh, yes, the hottest person. Bob the Builder. Whoa, hi there. Oh, don't like this. I shudder. I'm Digger Dan, <laughs> and you know what I love to do? What I dig. Digger Dan, we're trying to dig to the truth. I was hoping for crossword puzzles. <laughs> <laughs> we, tr- we always do cro- like phrases over each other, and it never... <laughs> 
So uh, I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna like sidle up to the bench next to Digger Dan, and I'm gonna and I'm I'm just gonna try to have like an honest heart to heart with him. I'm gonna be like, "Hey, listen, Digger Dan, some of your friends here have been noticed you've been having some trouble with things recently, and is there anything bothering you?" I, I know I'm just a complete stranger, but you can tell me. Uh, all right. Roll me a, uh, roll me an interface check here. Interface. You're a non-threatening, attractive white man on television. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you everything. Uh, I rolled a seven total. Uh, sorry, did I say influence? Uh, no, you said interface. Oh, influence, influence. Oh, yeah. So influence, that'd be a nine. Okay. Well, I had a rough time. I came out here because they needed people to help and build. And I love to build and I love to dig. And so I thought I could do some help out here. But then, well, it didn't go well. And so I, I, I was doing what I can. And then one night I went to bed and then I woke up and I was in here. And they told me I had tried to blow up the wall. Were you doing anything before then? Ah, uh, well... I got up every morning, and I put on my pants, and then I put on my shirt and my hat. Well, that seems out I place. like to dig. My name is Digger Dan. That is what I do, because I'm a digger man. I left the house, and then I went to work. I slammed my, my hand on the bar. I'm like, Dan, we don't have time for this malarkey. And I look around nervously. Is this a musical planet? Oh, no, I... I Come from a musical world. Oh, thank God. <laughs> I, I, I turn over and I'm just like, 50 bucks, he's got a, a construction machine with eyeballs on it. I look at you and I was like, I'm not foolish enough to take that risk. Not again. <laughs> I, I had to leave them back home. <laughs> they didn't want to travel with me. Bury the bulldozer? <laughs> So uh, um, uh, James gives Digger Dan a reassuring pat on the shoulder. And it's like, go on. F uh, uh, just, just go to the part that happened right before you stopped remembering things. I went in for a dinner. I ordered some spaghetti. They did not have it. So I felt a regretty. And then I had the special of the day. And then I went to bed and I hit the hay. And then I woke up. In this cell, which is a prison cell. Really working for that daytime Emmy, aren't you? Don't worry, you'll get it this year, <laughs> I promise. I hope so. I'm trying to save up and get Emmy a ring. Out of character, I'm looking up Hanna-Barbera laugh track. And in character, I give him a reassuring pat on the shoulder. He's like, what was the special of the day? I don't remember. Weird food? Memory loss? This sounds like a job for Becky. How about the rest of you? You went to go get a meal, no spaghetti. Well, I, I'm just rectitude, and yeah, I, I order the special of the day. And the other guy says, yeah, that sounds about right. Jeepers, that sounds like a clue. I, I shamble out of whatever darkness I had been hiding in, and I'm like, there's one shadow. You must uh, dig deep within the psyche. Tell me your secrets. What is the special of the day? <laughs> uh, roll plus influence here. Cool. So that's two fives, a ten. Uh, 
as you like sort of shamble out and i think it's like a horrifying kind of drunk your limbs don't fully move the way they should especially in this uh very dry climate you just come up and digger dan's face which is very simple and expressive just like turns to abject <laughs> fear and then he just tries to like put on a smile but it's it's trembling like you can see it like a uh vocal uh audio line because <laughs> he's trying to keep it in ah uh, it it was uh yeah it was uh it was a tuna fish sandwich i think yep that sounds like it a tuna fish sandwich and we're in like a very arid environment right uh-huh a po- okay well where was the tuna fish sandwich obtained? Uh, I have to, uh, my big cartoon, uh, uh, belly is going to rumble at that. Sorry, I'm a sucker for fish. Uh, that's well, not what I heard. Sam, roll uh, me a, uh, roll me an expertise check. Okay. Uh. Gift of the sea is well loved by many. The bones are inconvenient. <laughs> I have bones. That's nice, sweetie. Um, you rolled a total of seven. I haven't had a bone in too long. Uh, seven plus your expertise. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, I didn't do the best on that roll. So I think you can sort of smell the food wafting in from the nearby diner, but as you're going, you start to do that lift up yeah. and like follow the scent, and then you just hit the windows, which are also barred. Clunk. And just teeth clunking against it. Mm-hmm. And so you have a minor injury as a result. Oh no. But nothing too bad. Okay. It's a bump on your head. That really dulls my canines. What's not dulled is my sense for justice. Come on, I found a door. And we just go out the door when we came in. Yeah. <laughs> and I, 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 I get, I give Digger Dan a little like, hey, listen, I, you know, I understand how hard it is to rebuild a planet because it's a lot like building a family. There's a lot of hardship <laughs> and a lot of other people you have to work with, but at the end of the day, it's worth doing, and you're building a community. And I give him a hug, and then I'm like, all right, let's peace out, and then we head to the diner. I slide back into the darkness, never taking my eyes off of Digger Dan. He will fear me. And we uh, close out as the four of you are heading to a very uh, 1950s style real box diner. And that is where we end the first episode. You've been listening to RPG Pals Club playing the Cinematic Universal. A setting created by me, Luke Hare. Using the Uncharted World system. You can find more about that if you Google Uncharted World. RPG Pals Club posts twice a month on the 1st and the 15th of the month. If you would like to support us, we have a Patreon, which, as of our recording on this, has no backers. For as little as a dollar a month, you can get early episodes, theoretically. My name is Luke. I am the Dungeon Master. You can find me on Twitter at at Coltreg. That's K-O-L-T-R-E-G. I also host the Multiversal Q podcast, 
where we are covering the Ultimate Universe and recently did a big documentary-style retrospective on Ultimatum. And I am also doing a free-to-listen-to podcast where my partner and my co-host, Devin, watch every Nicolas Cage movie and talk about it. It's called The Unbearable Weight of Nicolas Cage. Find that at my Patreon, or I'll probably have a link up for it to not have to listen to it on there by the time this goes up. I'm Madison Rowan. You can find me on Twitter at QuipsterRecrew. Quipster spelled Q-U-I-P-S-T-E-R. Uh, and I'm on RPG Pals Club. Yes, you have heard. Uh, and any other projects I will be on will be posted on my Twitter. I've been Eric, a.k.a. Rhythm Bastard. You can find everything I'm working on on my website, rhythmbastard.rocks, because I rock so hard, I have to put it in the URL. You can also support me by buying my music on rhythmbastard.bandcamp.com and support me every month where I'm releasing new tracks at patreon.com slash rhythmbastard. Uh, you can also find me as part of the 3000 Brigade and on the podcast, I'd Rather Not. I've been Gar Atkins, but you can call me Sahoni, and you can find me on my Twitter at Sahoni underscore stuff. That's S-A-H-O-N-I underscore stuff. You can also catch me on my other podcast, uh, Barking Points Memo, which is a weekly current events comedy podcast where we look at the news and yell about it, but, you know, in funny ways. You can uh, also check out my uh, Twitter and keep an eye on that for development news for tabletop games that I design. My current project is Exceptionals, a, a narrative-focused RPG inspired by X-Men about the spaces and communities marginalized people make for themselves, and I am currently in editing and art, and I've been doing live streams with them and the best place to learn about those is my twitter i'm gina dazer you can find me on twitter at a d a s e r that's a dazer like laser but with uh assistant directors um i do illustration and sometimes game designs and sometimes cookbook stuff i'm doing a whole bunch of stuff and all of it's secret just kidding i say everything online i don't have much to say except uh black lives matter and yeah. uh, fuck nazis Black lives Black matter. matter. Fuck yeah. Fuck Nazis. Black lives uh, matter. Fuck turfs, but don't have sex with them. <laughs> also, trans yeah. rights. Trans, trans rights. <laughs> general, don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. Just don't. Yeah. We'll put a brick through your window. <laughs> that wraps us up for this week. We've got two more of these episodes, but we will see you then. Free oi. Peace.